Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the place where we gather every single week to discuss leadership principles that we believe can be a true blessing to your life. So please lean in and learn because today, we're going to help you become the leader God has placed you on earth to become. I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. And I want to thank all of you that do that every single week. Trust me, it means so much to us that you share it with so many folks. And that blesses us to know that this podcast is reaching folks all around the world. It's never a week that someone doesn't stop me and say, I'm blessed by Next Level Leader Podcast. So share the link. Also, follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. That's Joseph Walker, the number three. I would love to do that and connect with you. That's where we engage. And also for content for the many books that we've written. We've written books on leaderships. No opportunity wasted. You talked about leadership and loneliness. We're stored at the root and on and on and on. 14 books we've been able to write so far. We want you to get your hands on them. josephwalker3.org. Find the content that will be a blessing to your life. Today, I want to talk about the rules of doing business with friends. <laughs> you already know this is a hot button topic because if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, you're a leader, you know one of the most difficult things to navigate is that tricky, 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 slippery slope of integrating business with friends. It has been said, and I've heard it numerous times, I think you have, that it is easier, much easier, to have a client who becomes a friend than to get a friend to become a client. It's important for us as we think about this uh, because your business and your vision and all that you're attempting to do requires the right people, no matter who they are, what relationship they have with you. And so I believe it's important as you begin to think about doing business with friends, maybe it's a you know, piece of property you're going to buy, maybe it's a business deal that you want to enter into an agreement with. The first thing I want you to do and listen carefully. Put the business relationship on paper. I know your friends. I know your word is bond. I know your handshake means something. But people are your friends until they're not. And so it's incredibly important that you legally concretize and memorialize any business relationship so that that document serves as a reminder that no matter which way the friendship goes, the business relationship is bound to that piece of paper. So very important. If a friend really loves you and cherishes the relationship that you have with them, they will have no reservation in coming into compliance in this area. If people are a little hesitant, it probably is an indication that they're not ready to go into business with you. And that can mean NDAs. That can mean contracts that say, listen, uh, this is what it will be. This is a clear arrangement for both of us. But please do not just go into oral agreements with friends. Make sure you have it signed by both parties, even certified, notarized, whatever the case is. Make certain 
that you do business with friends by first putting the business relationship on paper. The second thing I want you to think about is that if the friendship will end, if it doesn't work, then don't do it. I have seen so many friendships fail because the business relationship did not work out. Isn't that amazing that you could be a friend with a person, go in the business, the business not do well, and then the friendship implode? I have seen it. I have seen it even in work relationships where you can hire people who you know, and then it doesn't work out, and then you lose a friend in the process. I used to have a policy in our church. I did. I used to have a policy about hiring people that were members of our church for strategic positions that I used to say, because they were so invested into the ministry, I wanted to make sure they were connected in these spaces. And then I realized that when people who you hired in the ministry who were members, and then when they transitioned to other jobs, that often they would leave the church or just be nowhere to be found, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Said, Wait a minute. You don't hire people because of your relationship or friendship with them. You hire who's the best for the position, whether they have a relationship with that institution or not. You want the best. At the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, does this friendship have the level of integrity and depth and strength that it can survive even if the work relationship does not? That's the health of a real relationship. And only you can determine that. And there are a lot of things that are probably giving you signposts whether or not that can or cannot be the case. Sometimes business deals fall apart. Sometimes what you project does not come to fruition. But a real friend will say, hey, we're still friends. We tried it. It didn't work. We are still here for one another. Often it means having those tough conversations on the front end to say, look, we're not going to jeopardize our friendship on the altar of this business arrangement. Here's the third thing. You need people who are your friends to balance each other out. You go into business with people that balance you out. Maybe you're the introvert, they're the extrovert. Maybe you're the liberal, maybe they're the conservative, you know, in terms of how you do business. I think it's important to have uh, that dichotomy in relationships. You don't need people who often, you know, acquiesce to everything you do. You need someone that can kind of be a check and balance for you. Someone that can have another eye on the business arrangement versus someone who just thinks like you about every single issue. That means you have healthy debates. And friends can have those healthy debates and laugh about it after work because it's incredibly important that you balance each other out. So when you go into business with friends, make sure it's the right friend. Make sure it's someone that whose wisdom you trust, whose advice has credibility. Someone who can speak critically and intelligently to the data and give you the necessary information that you need to make the right decisions as a leader. You need people who balance you out. And you have to respect them as such. Number four, don't allow friends to get too familiar in the workplace. What more can I say about that? <laughs> when you hire friends, you go into business with friends, people often, you know, take advantage of the relationship, let their guards down, and they become too familiar. You have to have strong lines of demarcation when you work with friends. You have to make sure they understand that if you're the boss, if you're the supervisor, that's the arrangement. When we at work, that's how we work. No special treatment. We have to produce. We have to get things done. Our deliverables have a deadline. There are things that we're working on that we're trying to get out. 
And so you cannot make accommodations for friends that you're not willing to make for other employees and other people who are helping to make this vision come to fruition. Why is that important? First of all, when you are in business with a friend and there are other employees or other people around, people automatically assume that that's preferential treatment. You have to go over and beyond to make certain that there is no resemblance of preferential treatment and that everybody is treated the same in the business relationship. Secondly, you have to really ward off this low morale that can emerge whenever there are even the slightest instances that a person is getting away with things because they're your friend that other people on the job could not. Maybe the friend is coming in a little late. Maybe the friend is saying, oh, me and the boss hung out last night. That's my buddy. That's my friend. So you have to understand how to maintain the right culture in your organization by keeping proper boundaries in that friendship and in that working relationship. And that's why it's important to separate the two, to make sure you don't discuss the nature of your friendship with other employees, but let it be a working relationship. And then when it comes down to you just working with someone on a deal, making things happen, you have to be willing to hold that person to the same standard you would hold anybody else when it comes to excellence, when it comes to producing. You cannot compromise the level of excellence needed to produce at the level you're trying to produce. This is so incredibly important. So do not listen. Do not allow people to become familiar in the workplace. Listen again. Do not allow people to become familiar in the workplace with you as they no longer respect your position, your directives, and your vision. You must protect it at all costs. Number five. I want to lean in a little bit more on this about not giving people preferential treatment. Even though I spoke about it in number four, I want to lean in a little more about this. One of the things that many auditors and people look for when they look at businesses are these kind of relationships, relationships that you hire family or friends and do these folks end up, you know, with certain preferential treatments And you have to be careful. And I want to stress this. And I want to repeat myself over and over again, but this is so important, very important. Put systems in place to ward off any resemblance of preferential treatment. Hold everyone to the same standard and make certain you have continual conversations with that friend to remind them that when we're in business, we do not discuss our personal matters while we're at work or doing business together. That's how these arrangements have to work because it can be incredibly challenging, particularly when you're cool with that person, you've got a history with that person. Man, you can turn your workplace almost into an office where you just talk about all your personal matters. You have to learn how to keep distance between the two. Number six is you have to pay attention to what they say to you and about you. What do you mean? I'm saying to you, anytime you go in the business of friends, you have to pay attention to what people are saying about it and even what (laughs) they're saying to you. People will often give you hints 
they'll begin to share with you how they feel about these kinds of relationships and arrangements in the workplace. And even the friends will tell you when they feel sometimes a little uncomfortable, unable to get things done. You want to make certain as you're pushing your vision, your brand, trying to make certain that you are doing business at the right level of professionalism, that you're paying attention to what people are saying, paying attention to how well the relationship is producing. You see, here's the deal. Every business relationship has to have metrics, measurables, things that justify us being in business together. Did we accomplish this? Did we reach this milestone? If you're not reaching your milestones, pay attention to what's being said. Pay attention to what people are saying about it. If people are saying, every since that person came on, you know, things just got a little lax around here, or things are just not optimal in terms of how you do presentations, or people who you work with historically will say, well, I'm getting used to the new person. They say you guys are really close, but we're getting used to working with them because sometimes people will exploit the relationship they have with you to work deals behind your back that could ultimately be to your demise. So you have to pay attention to what people are saying to you and even they're saying about you. I think it's incredibly important. I think if you're going to do work with friends, man, you've got to tighten this area up. Let me review what we've shared before I get to number seven. I'll just lean in on this. First of all, we're going to put the business relationship on paper. We're going to make sure we have a good contract. We're not going to trust an oral agreement. We're not going to say, oh, that's just my friend. I know they would never hurt me. I know they would never do anything crazy. I know they would never change. Let me tell you, people are your friend until they're not. And you have to make sure you memorialize and concretize that contract because things can happen quickly in business. And uh, you want to make sure that you have an agreement that is ironclad. So get a good attorney that can draw that up for you and make sure that when you go in business with a friend, the first thing you do, here it is. When I go in business with a friend, I always bring a pen. (laughs) Here's number two. Remember this one. If the friendship will end, if the work relationship goes sour, then I don't need to do it. In essence, I don't want to lose my friendship because the business relationship did not pan out. So it's incredibly important that I make sure that I have these tough conversations up front. Hey, we're not going to sacrifice our friendship on the altar, this business arrangement. We're going to make sure we do all we can to be successful. But if not, we'll pack our bags and still be friends the next day. That's so important. And you give that person the opportunity to make that decision themselves so that if it does fail, there's no blaming. But each person came into the relationship voluntarily. Number three, we talked about not allowing friends to get too familiar in the workplace. Sometimes people get so familiar, they start talking to you on a first-name basis all the time, never referring to you by your title or never respecting your decisions because they feel they have certain exemptions from that. And it's important that you make sure Make sure you don't let people get too familiar. We talked about balancing each other out, getting the right people in your life that can balance you out with the right decisions, making moves that literally create a level of accountability in the workplace. We also talked diligently about not giving preferential treatment, making sure that we did not treat people special because they were our friends, but that we held them to that same standard so that we would protect the culture and integrity of our organization and the morale would stay high, that people will feel like everybody is treated the same based on merit. This is what's important. 
And then number six, we talked about paying attention to what people say to you and even about you. Making certain you lock in and lean in on what people are saying and don't have your head in the sand and pay particular attention to how people are approaching you and how people are letting you know how they feel about particular ways the work space is being operated and how these relationships are moving on the workplace. As we go to number seven, (laughs) don't let the business change you and don't let it change your friendship. Let me tell you something. This is so incredibly important. When I go into business, I don't want it to change me because if it changes me, it's going to change the friendship. I've seen this personally happen. I have seen business change people for the worse. I have seen people get so locked into business that it's cost them significant relationships. It's cost them even spiritual relationships, all because they were so focused on a business relationship that so much went south. Think about that for a moment. Never make your business an idol. Never sacrifice significant relationships that you had, even though they're disagreements, even though things may come up. Is it really worth that? Is making it worth losing? Significant friendships, even if they're disagreements, even if there are spaces and times in which things just didn't materialize as you thought, or there were setbacks, or maybe there were disappointments, is it really worth you sacrificing years of relationships and justifying it? And at the root of it was a business relationship. Listen, sometimes it's just best. If you're not ready to go in the business of friends, don't do it. Because what you will discover. Every friend does not have the ability to be a good business partner because they cannot emotionally go between the two worlds. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope this has blessed you today. I really do. I I am so passionate about this and I want to see your business do well. I want to see you get the right people around you. I want to see you really win, but I want to make sure you understand that loyalty sometimes can be to a fault. And I know you want to see your friends win. I know you want to see them come up with you. But every friend doesn't qualify to be a business partner. You have to be very discerning. I hope these seven things have helped you put a lot in perspective about the kinds of people you need in your life as friends who will also be business partners with you. I really hope this has blessed you. It's blessed me to share it with you. And I thank God for you. I really, really do. Don't forget to follow me, Joseph Walker 3, on Instagram. Let me know this has blessed you. Also, go after the content on josephwalker3.org. Get our books, our tapes, and if you'd like us to come and speak to you or speak to your team, your organization, let us know. We would love to do that. Once again, keep in mind, every day you get better to have a business arrangement and a friend says, hey, I like a piece of that. Can we go in the business? I have a great idea. Take them through the litmus test and make certain you declare cannot lose my friendship on the altar of this business relationship. I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and I really hope this has blessed you. Take care. Until next time, peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward 